Hi, and welcome to Bible study with Bumin. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that has been one that I've been learning a lot about over the years, but even in the current season that I find myself in, I found that I've had to go back to what I know in the scriptures about this particular topic. And the reason I wanted to share it tonight was because there are things that I see online and then there are conversations that I have that has come on, kind of brought me to an awareness or kind of raised my consciousness that there is a different way to do things and there is a better way to do things. And sometimes people don't know. So at least in the sphere of influence that I have to, to the people that I speak to, Hopefully, if I share what I do when this when I go through this particular experience, I'm going to talk about. If I share that, hopefully, it will encourage somebody so that way they can try the same, or they can at least begin to search the scriptures to see how to deal with this particular topic. You know, so tonight I wanted to talk on this Bible study. I wanted to talk about um, getting over our feelings. Um, and the first thing I would say is that feelings are totally normal. It's normal to have feelings. If you're human, you will have feelings, whether those are happy feelings, sad feelings, you know, feeling scared, negative feelings, positive feelings. The truth is that we will all experience, we will all have feelings. We have feelings on a day-to-day -day basis. For example, this morning I had something that I was supposed to have done that I didn't remember to do. And then I was going to get a penalty for it. And just the awareness that I was, I didn't even know when I, the lady was talking on the phone and I just burst into tears because I just thought, this is the last thing I need right now. And I burst into tears. And even as I burst into tears, because of the season that I'm going through, the immediate thing was to turn to God and say, this isn't fair. And I know you will hear the phrase, life isn't fair. But at that point in time, with the pain that I was feeling in that moment, with the emotions that were coursing through me, I was just so upset. I was just like, this isn't fair. It's so not fair. You know, and I kept saying to God, I've had enough. I've had enough of this particular season. Um, and then I had planned before the phone call that I had, I had planned that I was going to go for my morning walk. I always go for a walk in the morning preferably at least three or four times a week, especially after I've done the school run, just that, that way I then have time to just, you know, move my body. But also I use my walks to pray. I use it to praise and I use it to talk to God, talk to God about different areas of my life, talk to him about my business and all of that. And that was the plan before that phone call. But as I had that phone call, I literally sat there and I was feeling so sad and so dejected. And obviously I'd be crying. So the last thing I wanted to do was step out of my house. And I sat there and I just heard, get up and go. And I was like, no, what am I going to get up and go about? Because I know what the walks are supposed to be. There's usually worship music playing through my AirPods. I'm usually praying in tongues and I'm talking to God. And I knew that in going, I wanted to have that moment with God, but I wanted to have it in privacy, not necessarily on the road while I'm walking. Anyways, I get up and I go. And obviously I played the song that had been, that woke me up. It was a song called Altogether Good. And it's by a 
written by a music group called Citizens, I think. Um, but it's the song is called All Together Good. And there was a part of the song that kind of was resounding in my head when I woke up, which was that, you know, he's here, you know, that he loves me and he's all together good. And when you're going through a rough moment, when you're going through a tough season, it can sometimes feel like God isn't present. And if he, and even if he is present, he isn't good to you or he isn't good to us. It can sometimes feel like that. Notice the word I'm using, feel like that. But the word of God already says to us that he will never leave us, neither will he forsake us. Jesus also says in the books of John 14, 15, 16, where he's talking a lot about the Holy Spirit. And he says to us that he will give us the Holy Spirit who will be in us, who will be with us, who will guide us, who will lead us, who will help us. And in that moment, I didn't feel like God was there. It felt like if you are here, this should not have happened to me. If you are here, I shouldn't be going through a tough time. And you might be having the same thoughts or you might have thought this at some point in time, on your journey and in your walk, depending on the challenges that you're facing in life, you might have been thinking, God, if you are with me, why am I still going through this? And, you know, it can feel like God is absent. You know, I talk to a lot of women, especially women who want to get married or women who are waiting to have a child. I talk to a lot of women about their relationships. And the, one of the underlying things that always comes out or one of the things that always comes out is if God is with me, why am I like this? If God is present, why don't I have the thing that I'm believing him for? If God is with me, why is the wait taking this long? And it's one of those things that frustrates us as Christians because our human nature likes certainty. And with God, it can feel like as though things are uncertain. And that's where our emotions then start to do this whole shebang. Things are not going the way I want. I'm sad. I'm moody. I'm depressed. And, you know, I walked for a good chunk of that walk, not saying anything, but thinking in my head, I know you, you are good. I know that. I know it's without a shadow of doubt. But why is this happening right now? Why is my life looking like this right now? Why are the things that are happening to me happening to me? It can feel like that. And I had to express those feelings because guess what? Holding back the feelings does nothing for me. In fact, what it does is that it festers and eventually it comes out and it comes out in the most ugly way. And what I was trying to avoid, having walked with God for a while and having understood about managing my emotions and managing my feelings, I knew that I needed to find a way to begin to get back to where I was before that phone call. I knew that I needed to get back to that place, but I was upset. I was upset. I was in my feelings. I was in my emotions. You are allowed to be in your feelings and you're allowed to be in your emotions. You are not allowed to stay there forever. And how do I know this? I know this because if you look at the scriptures, if you even look at Jesus when he was upset, you know, because I was crying and I was walking. And as I was crying and walking, I could hear the Holy Spirit saying to me, you do know that Jesus went through a tough time as well. That not only was he 
going through a tough time, but he was upset enough about it that when he prayed, his tears were like blood. It's not that he didn't have emotions, he had emotions, but you have to recognize what Jesus did when he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane and he was like this how is this the thing that you want me to do God I know it's the thing I'm supposed to do but this is painful this is hard and you know even while he was praying and he was crying before God he says that and Jesus then took a posture and said not my will but yours be done and you know a scripture that had ministered to me a lot earlier in the week, over the weekend actually, was found in Psalms 42, verses 9 to 11. That's Psalm 42, verses 9 to 11. Um, I'm reading the NIV and it says, I said to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony. As my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Then he flips in the same sentence after saying, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? He flips and says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. The thing is, you are allowed to have feelings, you are allowed to have emotions, and you are allowed to express them. What you are not allowed to do, especially when the feelings and the emotions are negative, you are not allowed to stay there forever. And you have a lot more control over how you feel than you probably give yourself credit for. By the time I came back from my walk, I was feeling a lot better because I flipped at some point on that walk after saying to God, this is not working. I'm upset, all of that and crying on the road. After doing that, I literally flipped and said to myself, no, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God loves me. God is with me. Even if it doesn't feel like it right now, his word tells me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. So for me, it is a done deal that God is with me, even through this season that I'm going through. As, as women and as Christians, and if you're a man listening to this, that's okay. But you know, as, as, as believers, we must come to a point where we are mature enough in our walk to know when to flip to know when to not stay in our emotions, but begin to state what is our reality. And I know sometimes it can feel like as though, is that within my power? The truth is that it is. How do I know this? Because the word of God is very clear in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I love this part of the scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and reading from verse 3, it says, for though we walk, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We don't do things like the world does it. The world tells you to fill your emotions, that your emotions are king. But the Bible says, no, don't do like that. You are not part of the world. That when you become a Christian, you stop falling to the devices, the ways and the norms and the normalities of the world. That instead, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. So if the world is doing it a particular way, the Bible is saying to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, do it a different way. 
insane you are allowed to feel your emotions just like that there's a reason why the bible gives us everything in there it says those things are there for our edification they're there for our correction they're there for our guidance they're there for our instruction they're there to teach us so when you see that david is going through a tough time and his enemies are chasing him down and he's feeling all these feelings he says to himself i'm going to feel it and i'm going to express it but i'm not going to stay in it I'm going to remember who God is through my situation. He says, yet will I praise him. So when we get to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is encouraging the church in Corinth and he's saying to them, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. Notice he says, we, not God. You know, one of the things we do as Christians as well is that we abdicate responsibility of a lot of things that are within our remit to do. We hand it over to God and say he should do it. And then we wonder why it is not done. God is like, that's not my thing to do for you. It is within your ability to change your own mind. It is within your ability to shift how you feel. It is within your ability to to recreate the reality that you see every single day. It is within your ability to say, I might not feel like praying, but I am going to pray because I'm not subject to my emotions. My emotions are subject to me. It says in verse five of that second Corinthians chapter 10, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Like if my feelings are not aligning with the word of God right now, I have the ability within me to say, no, stop, come back. What does the word say about this? What happened to me while I was walking was that I felt the feelings, but then at some point I said, no, come back, Bumi, who are you? You are the child of a king. You are royalty. Royalty don't, they don't, they almost don't submit themselves to their feelings. And I'm not saying that feelings are bad. Remember I said that there's nothing wrong with having feelings, but you cannot literally be subject to your feelings. If not, you will live a life that is like a yo-yo, up and down, up and down. And you weren't meant to live life in that way all the time. There are moments, yes, we might experience loss. We might experience grief. And we're allowed to feel the emotions that come with those things. We're allowed to feel those emotions the same way we're allowed to feel happy when something good happens for us. We're allowed to feel our emotions. But our emotions must not control us all the time. And we must never respond when we have extreme emotions going on inside of us. You know, my daughter does this thing where when something doesn't go her way, she immediately says, I never, I always. And I'm like, don't do never and always, darling. It's not a case of never, neither is it a case of always. It is a case of this thing is not happening right in this moment. The thing that I was hoping for didn't happen as I expected it to happen. The thing that happened to me triggered me, but I have responsibility and I have control over my emotions. And, you know, one of the things that I learned from the scriptures is that 
one of the ways to start to control your emotions is to first of all acknowledge what is wrong acknowledge what that feeling is bringing up for you especially when it is a negative emotion how am i feeling and why am i feeling like this and then as you do that you are able to then see whether or not it is something that is within your control to fix or it is something that is not within your control to fix if for example your trigger was external and you can remove the external trigger remove it if for example your trigger was external and you can't remove it then talk to yourself the same way that the psalmist did in psalm 42 verse 11 where he said my soul why are you downcast why are you feeling like this? Actually, you know what? We're not going to feel like that. You know what we're going to do instead? We're going to praise God. There is power in turning to the word of God when you need it in those times. There is also power in turning to, you know, turning to worship music, finding affirmations that affirm the word of God to you. Because when Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, he's telling them, Anything that's contrary to God, that's going to trigger you and is going to try and exalt itself and become this big thing, take it down. You know, one of the things I say to women, especially maybe when they've experienced pain and all of that from a broken relationship, I say to them, feel the feelings, but don't tabernacle there. Don't build an altar, don't build a, a structure, a permanent structure in a temporary place. Feel the feelings, but please move on from the feelings. Process what it is that you're going through and then get yourself back into a place where you are in a good head space. Because when you are in a good head space, you are more likely to hear God. You are more likely to do the things that you're meant to do as a believer, as a woman, as a person. Your emotions are normal. They're, in fact, in some cases, they are valid. But you cannot be ruled by your emotions. Don't let your feelings dictate to you. You're feeling sad and then you don't pray for the next one week. That should not be you. You're feeling sad and then you don't want to read the Bible. That should not be you. If you're going to align yourself with scripture, scripture says turn, feel it, but then turn and get on with life. Get on with your walk. That's what scripture says. And that's the posture we need to take as believers if we want to not be ruled by our feelings. We need to learn to recognize the feelings, to understand the triggers, to remove the triggers or remove the stimulants or the catalyst if they can be removed. And then to turn ourselves back to where we are supposed to be if those feelings didn't come up. We need to get to that point and we need to grow in that. That's part of what shows our maturity as Christians. That's what shows our maturity, that we don't stay angry for ages. We don't keep malice for ages. We don't cry and are sad and depressed for ages. Because those things eventually fester and become an issue. And that's not the desire of God for you. So if you're listening to this Bible study and you're saying to yourself, I have these feelings, I have these emotions, my, 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 um, my encouragement to you is fill them, journal them, write them out like the psalmist did if you need to. Ask yourself why you're feeling like that. 
Ask yourself, what caused you to get to that point? And then ask yourself, what does the word of God say about this situation and about who I meant to be in this situation? And then align yourself with whatever the word says. God bless you. God keep you. I pray that you will be a person who is constantly aware of who she's meant to be and who he's meant to be as a believer, as a Christian. I pray that you will always understand who God has called you to be and that the power that is at work in you through the Holy Spirit is so great and so vast that you can do anything. God bless you and keep you. God watch over you and protect you all your days. And I pray that you will continue to be strengthened even on the journey of your Christianity. In Jesus' name, amen.